Hi everyone, welcome back. This week I'll be your host for today's podcast. I'm joined as usual by Vicky, Louis and Brad. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, good. Good. Take two, I think, for anyone. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) what you guys don't know is we had to restart this one, Um, so second time lucky. Yes, this week we're focusing on recharging our batteries and also discussing how mindfulness can assist us with doing this. Um, You know, the reason why I'm hosting this is because I believe that Vicky and Louis are uh, the masterminds of mindfulness. And uh, we discovered before the call that Brad's actually spent some time listening to podcasts and uh, reading up all about burnout which we're going to also cover later on today yeah i spent half an hour on my lunch break for anyone that's listening who might think that i'm talking absolute mince about burnout but you know i may have some sort of gem in there that i've maybe clipped from someone else so i won't tell you what podcast i was listening to vicky are you feeling as confident as brad is about mindfulness i guess we'll see later on i wouldn't say i'm an expert i'll try my best though yeah so that pepper's on you, Brad. Tonight. Well, I just want to, can we just get Vicky's streak, actually? Can Vicky just tell us our streak for, is it, is it Headspace or is it? Yeah. Come on then, let's see that. Okay, just a second. Was that a thousand, I think? No, it was like, it's 283 days. Okay, there you go. How many days of a burnout streak do I have, minus my own experience of it? which is quite long, to be fair, but one day, <laughs> one day I've got... All right, that's your way of taking the pressure off, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've got something in the bank, don't worry. All right, so before we get on to that, where Brad's going to choke, um, what does recharging mean to you guys? Um, I can just go first again. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I said, like recharging means sort of taking time for myself, um and doing something that helps me like feel good whether that's like a short-term solution or like something that helps me feel better in the long term um or sometimes both and it can be like physically recharging or mentally recharging and both are equally important yeah um i'll go for taking time away from something that's been giving you a bit of stress for a prolonged period of time like football or school and I think the reason we're doing it doing this podcast you know is because the the players are off for Easter holidays so it's a good time to recharge but I think players should also be recharging within their schedules as well their day-to-day schedules so taking some time after school after training or in between both to recharge the batteries because it's important that we have energy for whatever it is we might be doing next yeah that's great yeah, similar to Vicky as well. I recharging is mentally or physically, and there's there's different ways that you can recharge mentally and physically, and that would look different for one person compared to another. So, like the typical lying about in the couch, that may be one person's way of recharging, but then socialising with friends might be a a good recharge for someone else. So, I'm sure we'll get onto that. But there's loads of different ways that you can recharge your batteries. Yeah, that's great. And I really like that you sort of referenced the different ways that people can recharge because I think that's, I hadn't thought about that, but I think we'll speak about it later on. But it's interesting to 
take into account whether people are intrinsic, extrinsic characteristics, because um, that can have a big impact on on how you like to recharge. I know for me, I'm a very extrinsic person, so being in groups is often a nice way for me to recharge. Um, but you might get other people that prefer just to be on their own and have their own personal space. Um, so yeah, good point you brought up there. One nil to Louis. Um, <laughs> We can yeah, also, yeah. like what Brad said earlier, just goes back to the nice little stress bucket, Antonio, that you brought up last oh, week. Sort of bucket. if you don't recharge regularly, that bucket is going to overflow. Wow. It just yeah. all comes full circle to the stress yeah. bucket. That, what yeah. a shout. That gem, absolute gem that I dropped last week. If you've not, if you've not listened to that podcast, be, be sure to get on it. It's a good one. Uh, if I do say so myself. Um, uh, what, so, what was the title of that one? Just so we can plug it. Um, the importance of adaptability, I think. Yeah. There you go. Being adaptable. Check Being it out. Adaptable. Yeah, so moving on. What are the sort of physiological reasons or the physical um, attributes that, that can happen if, if you don't spend time recharging and giving yourself that rest? Well, we work... We work with young footballers, so I'm sure they will all be quite aware of this. And maybe some some of them have had experiences of being injured. Um, so that's that's one of them. So in terms of recharging physically, if you don't give yourself enough time to, to recharge or have a day off, then you will increase your risk. So, for example, if you play like three games in a week, and you don't give yourself sufficient amount of time to rest after it, you're much more likely to get injured um, like the next week. And I've had that experience myself where I've had a lot of games and then not giving myself the, enough time to, to recover and then get a bad injury. That's one of the sort of dangers you'd face if you don't physically charge amongst like, many others. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's always the main one that people sort of to focus on um one for me as well i find that if i don't allow myself to get that sort of rest and recovery and then i find my sleep really deteriorates um which then is almost like a just like with with our stress bucket it almost goes around in a cycle so it's like if i get myself if my body becomes sort of overtired then i don't sleep well and then because i don't sleep well i wake up and i'm tired so it's that ongoing sort of cycle um yeah, Tony, I had like something really similar like, in my notes for today. Like, I was thinking that like, if you go to sleep and your brain's still at that 100 mile an hour, then you don't get a good sleep. And then when you wake up the next day, you think, oh my God, I've got all this stuff that I need to do. And then your brain's going 100 mile an hour, but you're so tired. So like you're fighting like sort of a few battles and it can just go around in a, in a cycle as well. So interesting that yeah. copying my notes, but that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, has anyone got anything else? Oh, sorry, here we go, just jump. No, I was just going to say, so I I don't play football, like going to the gym or running. If I don't like rest or recover properly, I notice my performance like usually is worse than what it could be. So that's also something to consider. What about um, if your stress levels are high, you can become quite tight. If you're anxious even as well, you can become quite physically tight. And that's something that I know Tony Yale knows quite relevant in other sports like tennis where the tightness 
genuinely has an impact on the physical sort of execu- execution of skills and techniques as well. So, um, of course, that is important in football as well. I'm thinking about like penalties and stuff like that, but um, just the technical element of maybe racket sports and the tightness has a bigger yeah. impact on it. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely uh, overlaps into into the football or transfers is a better word into the football because you think about the weight of pass that maybe you have to do, especially at the elite level. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, and you see it all the time. Or uh, another big sport that's uh, another sport that's like big on that is your your golf too. Is like you oh, see yeah. constantly see people pulling up short because they're too tight, or they've sliced it because they've come down the ball at a different angle because they've tensed up. Uh, I can see Louis smiling and nodding there. So no, I was you thinking all my bad shots, like all the shanks I've had and my experience. So uh, not nice. So we'll we'll go and talk about the. The area that perhaps we're a bit more specialised in, um, which is the mental, the sort of mental health and the mental side, and risks of not allowing yourself to recharge. Does anyone want to hop in there? Yeah, I, I can jump in on that. I think recharging sort of helps to quiet our mind down a little bit. So it helps us to take focus away from the sort of stressors that have been happening in our in our lives. And I think if we don't allow for that time, we don't look after ourselves in that way, it can lead to anxiety is probably one that I would find most relevant. I know that if I don't sort of chill out, I start getting shaky or like sort of that feeling in your stomach. So, and that's just from not relaxing or not, taking time away for the screen um, and obviously that can happen in, f- in football as well uh, if you're if you're completely invested in training and in, uh, in matches and you don't give yourself time away from that space it can become quite overwhelming and I think when you feel when I feel overwhelmed anxiety is the first thing that I start to feel anyway yeah I also feel like just from like personal experience if I'm like very stressed and I don't take time for myself or to like recharge I'm much more likely to like fly off the handle or like Mm. you know like be more maybe emotional I don't know if that's the right word but like if something really small happens that wouldn't bother me on like a normal day if I'm like already really stressed and I haven't done anything to take care of myself that small thing is going to set me over the edge and like the whole day is going to be ruined um so yeah it's just really important to actually take those small breaks and take care of yourself yeah, I feel sorry for some of those customers that you serve in <laughs> a certain place. Oh, <laughs> it's professional at work. <laughs> the out- outbursts only in the kitchen. <laughs> as professional, so as. So what, what uh, a theme that I'm sort of getting through there as well is, is that what you guys are saying is that a lot of the time, if you don't give yourself the time to step back and like collect your thoughts, um, and actually sort of analyse what it is that you're experiencing and what you're feeling, then these emotions can sort of bundle up and then they um, sort of all overflow. And, and as Vicky said, you can end up snapping at things that actually are completely irrelevant to the thing that's really bugging you. Um, so I think for me, what I'm taking away from that is that if you don't, if you don't sort of spend the time stepping back, reassessing what it is that might be winding you up or 
you know you might be struggling to um struggling with or struggling to deal with then you know it can actually just overflow into the other tasks that you're trying to manage and handle um i think interestingly as well for me i've found that when i've been really fixated on a task um for example say with revision i've been trying to do exams or even now at the moment i'm currently trying to work on um, an assignment that i've got due um with one of the courses that i'm on um i keep finding that i can't seem to um collect my thoughts or like process my thinking and actually get on the on the page or on the paper what i'm trying to get like the argument i'm trying to get across um and i'm finding that i have to sort of maybe take a five minute break or you know even just wander outside and into the garden and just collect my thoughts a bit let my mind get away from the task that I'm doing and then come back to it again in order to sort of reassess it. And I always find that once I've come back to it, I'm able to sort of, you know, um, crack on and, and I feel way more productive. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. Sometimes it's so hard to actually take a step back. Let's say when you're so invested in something, you think there's no way I can take any time away from this because... I've got so much to do but then if you don't take time away from it the quality of time that you put into it without a break or without recharging the batteries is going to be a lot worse so the end product of the thing is going to be be worse so that's why sometimes it's good to take a bit of time away from training or or matches if it's in like Easter holidays for example because then when you go back into it you're, you're fresh and ready to go when you come back for your holidays, you're fresh, ready to go. You see it in like the Premier League and stuff like that as well. Like sometimes when players go away and they've recharged the batteries, they come back better. Uh, I mean, interesting as well. You know, the player that sprung to mind is Jack Grealish. Everyone said ever since he's come back from um, the World Cup, he's been absolutely flying. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, I wouldn't even say that he's one of the biggest players in in that England squad. I don't think he. I don't know if he actually starts the England games. I think he started the last um, one. He's coming know. into it now. But to oh, be fair, yeah, Rashford yeah. and thing we pulled out, Rashford and Foden pulled out. So. Given that, yeah, that time to sort of recollect himself. Um, and then this is the other thing I was thinking about when it comes to burnout as well. When, see if, if you're doing a physical skill and you're constantly you're trying to do it and you, you're sticking at it. And I know we say you know to go away and and work on a skill and and that's how you get better at it. But if you're there and you're like, trying to do the same skill over and over again for half an hour your muscles end up getting fatigued and you're going to find actually that skills just become 10 times harder to do than when, it, than when you originally started it because, you know, you, your muscles are aching, you're getting slower, your your mind's probably also fatigued because it does take a lot of concentration often, often as well to sort of pull off those skills. So that's where, again, sort of taking a step back and recharging and, you know, giving yourself an hour and then perhaps going back to try that skill again is so important too. Uh, the whole idea of working smarter and not just working 24-7 because yeah. if, if you do that then that's what we're, we are talking about you will burn out and working smarter is not like having is not an excuse to take a break it's actually pinpointing where you need to work and at what time you can do it without pushing yourself to the point where you're going to have negative consequences because you are overworking I was just going to say for like taking a break if you're like studying or something I think it's important to like com- do something completely else and also try like not to think about it so that when you're resting 
you're actually resting and not just like physically resting or not physically not doing anything while you're still thinking about it because that still takes effort and isn't really helping you recharge yeah I'd, I'd agree with that I think we're in terms of burnout if we've kind of went on to that it's important that you have like an outlet outside of your sport or your work or whatever the main thing is that you're trying to recharge from and that can allow you to get all those emotions out like and I think it's recommended that it's something that's actually completely detached from the sport as well so like whether that's like just going out and walking or like either all playing PS5 or Xbox or whatever um whatever resource works for you in order to sort of recharge is I think is fine and they're all different for I'm sure they'll even be different for all of us really yeah that's great and I think we've already sort of started touching upon it so we'll start shifting across now and talk about recharging in specific relation to burnout um and this is where Brad's gonna talk for 20 minutes straight and we're not gonna ask get a word in because he's just become such a expert in it in this last day that he's been reading all about it um yeah yeah, so, yeah. well I, I think probably better starting on sort of signs of burnout and I suppose what it is I suppose it's just working yourself into the ground and sometimes it can actually manifest in physical or physiological sort of effects as well so like on the podcast I was listening to the the woman that was speaking she actually worked herself so hard that she ended up in, in hospital for abdominal pain so it sort of can manifest and like physically or it can manifest in illness as well so it's important to understand some of the signs of it so you could have no energy for like everyday tasks or little enjoyment or everyday activities uh, you could be fearful of turning up and playing in games or matches and someone who's suffering from burnout might feel what they want to quit the activity completely so they might want to drop out of football but they'll never really do that because they are so invested in it when they are doing it it's only sort of when you come away you can sometimes have a bit of time to reflect on it I suppose um, so I suppose those are some of the, the telltale signs of burnout and I think it's probably important to be aware of some of those because we do know that a lot of young players have such a busy schedule and have a lot of sort of balancing to do so if you're ever sort of feeling any of those things it is important to take a step back and and recharge a little bit uh and then revisit afterwards if you feel like you're ready to do that i think that's the important thing i hope that was uh informative for you yeah no, no that's <laughs> great and i think the other one that's very common when it comes to burnout especially surrounding um revision and the reason i sort of keep bringing up revision is because it is easter while we're recording this so um everyone is starting to go on to their study leave where you're going to obviously of course start revising for the exams that are coming up um and it's really important that you know one of the phys physiological signs is actual you know headaches and migraines where you spent yeah. so long um and again as well backache and neckache um, where you spent so long hunched over your laptop or hunched over your your notebook um, scribbling away um, so that's why it's also it's really important to make sure that you are taking steps back from it because that is a, a real crucial and telltale sign of burnout and you know while you might think you don't have time I can guarantee you that spending an, another hour 
rather than taking a step back for an hour is that, and giving yourself a headache rather than relaxing will end up ruining your whole evening rather than just perhaps rather than just that one hour that you might have lost by you know, having a bit of rest and a bit of recovery um, yeah and if I could just jump in like I, I know for a fact that some of the players that I've spoken with have or do struggle with migraines and headaches I'm not saying this is you experiencing burnout but it might be important for you to have a think about that and revisit your schedule and could it be a could it be a symptom of burnout maybe i know when i was 15 16 i used to get migraines really really bad at school like really bad i, I i've actually like been physically sick like embarrassing story incoming um i was like downstairs at, with the the nurse in school uh and like my dad did, came and picked me up at, at the front of the school and i was like walking out the front of the school i was like pale white i like couldn't see i was like stumbling to the car and i was like sick like everywhere like outside of the front of school like, just before the sort of bell was coming out i was in an absolute terrible state and, I was, and there's nothing you can do for it except from like go to sleep or like lie in a dark room they're horrible things and maybe that's what, what i was experiencing at the time because I was really invested in school and I was really invested in football at that time as well. So there's a good chance that that's what it was. Oh, then. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that you were so young, I'd maybe have said, Brad, are you sure it wasn't a hangover? But, um... Nah, nah, not not quite at that. Well, maybe. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that's really good. And I think another, just a small point that we haven't spoken about yet, just before we touch upon mindfulness is is also how recharging and taking a step back does allow us to sort of reassess and I don't just mean reassess maybe the situation but I'm talking about maybe long longer term things so I'm thinking about um, maybe you have a little you know when you're taking a step back it could be to positively reflect at goals that you've maybe achieved that you perhaps haven't looked at so um an example in in regards to sort of revision taking a step back and collecting your thoughts maybe giving yourself like a day off because you've reached i don't know a certain number of modules in your revision practice that you've done um you can also sort of look at if you're thinking about in football you may be having a week off this week for your for your easter break and you can look at um you know how far you've come maybe you've started you used to be on the bench at the start of the season but now you're a regular starter um, it's doing stuff like that. And I think Brad's also got the sort of flip side to giving yourself a chance to reassess. Yeah, I just think sometimes when you take a prolonged break away from something or detach yourself from the activity, it's maybe not a good idea to reflect on the how you've done in that activity and reflect on your goals because sometimes that could be a stressor for us. Sometimes that could be a caused maybe we're taking a step back because this thing is causing us burnout so why on a time off would we want to look back on it and think back on it because that's just going to heighten our stress levels when we're trying to chill out or try to take a step back from it so just be careful of that i suppose as well don't know if you guys had any other thoughts on that type of stuff similar to brad like i said earlier like if you need to recharge like take the time completely away from whatever you're trying to take a break from and then like once you actually feel like you have recovered and you feel more calm that's a time when you can then go back and like reflect and assess 
like what you've learned, but like you still need to take that break beforehand. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to think clearly. Yeah, I just add on to that. Like you, you need, you do need time off, especially like like you both said. Like you need to completely detach and remove yourself from whatever's stressing you out. But then, if if you do want to sort of reevaluate and plan what you're going to do going forward, then you also need time for that. So you need to sort of it's about being organised and planning these things out and making sure that you're not just on the go 24-7 because then you don't give yourself time to, to think about yeah. what you're going to do going forward. I think footballers at the elite level are, are almost experts at detaching themselves from it. Like when they when they go back to the house and spend time with their families and stuff, they've probably got that down to a T. So it probably is something that you work out as you go through your footballing career as well. And something you'll probably be if you if you obviously progress to a good level, uh, an expert at something that I'm definitely I wouldn't say I'm an expert at detaching that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's something I struggle with as well, especially with work. So like we've talked about before, like finding the things that you that help you sort of come away from the situation. Mm. Um like being in social situations helps me, but I've I've probably not done that enough recently. Whereas mm. if I if I just sit about and try and relax that way, I actually end up in a worse mood. So I think my form of like of taking myself out of the situation and relaxing is is more in social situations. Um, but that can be different for other people, and it's just about finding that what what helps you. Yeah. yeah. I think I think as well, just because we're sort of touching upon it, and um, it comes with, I'm, I can't just get too in depth here and lose everyone, but um, it's something that I've always been interested in. I think it's just personally growing up being so heavily invested in tennis um, as a as a youth sort of athlete um, is that we are sort of touching upon that idea of sort of our our sort of identity as a person, um, and when athletes in particular get so invested to the point of sort of perhaps not burnout but when they get to the point where um you know their sport is having a negative effect on them it's because they've become so heavily invested in the sport that they've sort of forgotten about the other side of their lives that they also need to sort of work on developing and improving so um i'm thinking about you know the so if I'm thinking myself when I was younger, it was, yes, there's Antonio, the tennis player, but it's also developing Antonio, the friend, Antonio, the brother, um, you know, Antonio, the guy who really enjoyed his sort of cycling as well or enjoyed the golf part of his identity. And it's making sure you're spending time to focus on the all the other stuff that sort of round you out as a person rather than just that one thing. Um, and also by focusing on these different identities and these different attributes that make up you as a person um, or, you know, they make up your values. Uh, it's also a way of reducing the performance anxiety that you can get when you come onto the pitch, because a lot of the time when people are sort of starting to experience burnout and they've become completely fixated in, let's say, football, they have in their head that if they sort of, I don't know, if they mess up this shot or they have a bad game, <clears throat> then that's that that's going to define them as a person for that week but it's actually taking a step back and being like okay like I might have had a bad football match but like that's doesn't it doesn't matter I'm still you know I'm still a great friend I'm still a good teammate 
I'm still all these other things that make me up as a person um, and it can go a really long way and as I've said sort of reducing burnout and also reducing sort of performance anxiety as well um, I know it's like going slightly off topic but just because we've touched upon it and it's something that I'm quite passionate about um, just want to drop that in there. Uh, that's good. Yeah I would add as well like is that whole idea of not getting too high and not getting too low mm. um, because that can that can have a connective effect um, I, I can talk from what experience uh, playing playing football. I was doing well a couple of years ago and think uh, my identity was increased becoming more about me who played football, even though I play semi-professional, but it was that whole idea of getting too high to sort of carried away with it. And then I got an injury. I was brought straight back down and it's like, I don't have football for the next three months. What else have I got? So... I would say that's something I struggled with, and that's just at a semi-professional level. So football is at a professional level. It would be probably um, be a bit worse, but it's, just, it's important, like you said, Tony, to, ha- to have things outside ball that give you enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, I think we'll get on to now, because just because uh, I'm quite aware we've been talking for a while now and we've still got the best part to get through. Um so we're going to sort of move on to it in, in introducing mindfulness and start talking about why mindfulness exercises can be so beneficial when it comes to assisting our recharging and re-energizing ourselves. Sorry, I didn't even ask a question there, did I? Um, sorry. <laughs> I was too busy thinking about that like energizer buzz, um, bunny that goes on the TV. So, um, right. Can yeah, you so, maybe um, give a bit of context for that, just so you don't sound like you're kind of losing it while you're thinking about an energizer bunny, just for context. You know the the advert of the. No, I mean we know what you're talking about, but I don't. I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, oh, well, he doesn't. Oh, no. Does Vicky know? Vicky, do you know what he's on about? I'm talking about like the bunny for the batteries. Yeah, for the <laughs> energizer yeah. batteries. Yeah. Yeah. So why are you talking about that though, Tony? People might not. Oh, because we're like right, talking about recharging. Oh, there you go. Ah, there you go. Look at him, he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so, um, let's get over that little hump now. <laughs> um, right, yeah, so think about why might mindful exercises assist with our recharging? There we go. Yeah, so I think we talked a lot about taking a sort of like step back or even just taking a moment from like a situation and like clearing your head and helping you focus and I think that's where any sort of mindfulness practice whether it's like a meditation or like a breathing exercise or a body scan or literally anything else can be really handy Um, and I just know from personal experience when I was at uni and I got like really overwhelmed with all the work that I had to do even just doing a guided meditation from like headspace that's like one minute long that's literally 60 seconds just a couple of breaths just helped me so much trying to like by like calming down and focusing on the situation I had rather than freaking out in the moment yeah and I'd say I, I would agree like mindfulness is something that's helped me in terms of de-stressing um, and one that one like, like meditation that helps me the most is Focusing on my breathing. So it's that whole idea of what in, increasing your awareness of what the present moment. Forgetting about the past, forget what you're gonna do that day, just simply focusing on the breathing. 
and and nothing else. So that's that's just a sort of simple explanation the peopleness that I do, but that is definitely something that, that helps me. Yeah, and I just want to add as well, because I think well meditation is like a bit of a skill, so it's not just something that immediately is gonna work for everyone. Um but a big part of I think meditation is not that your head is completely empty. It's sort of you're just sitting like with your thoughts and letting them pass you by rather than like judging them, if that's the right word. So you're still like thinking you're just being aware and not judging what you are thinking cool right you got on to me um this is a great area for me mindfulness is about new for me uh one thing that i have been trying to do recently I try and take in like three big breaths before i do anything because it helps me to sort of focus but so like when and when i'm doing when i'm taking the, the breaths in it takes my mind away from like say it's like a big lift or it's something that's going to make me feel exhausted it takes my mind away from that and it just fo- then it's just focused on getting the weight up or moving it or whatever rather than all the anxiety that you might feel you know you you know you think about the worst case scenarios type things like oh no i'm not going to be able to lift this this is going to make me knackered like blah 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 uh, so it helps me to just be like in the present moment and then ready to go. Uh, and I, I do really notice, uh, even outside of the gym, I do notice a drop in my stress levels even when I when I do that. So it's a baby step for me into the sort of world of mindfulness, I suppose. But um, it's not that I don't value it. I've just never been able to get going with it, I suppose. Well, I picked this up from listening to other podcasts. Like, in terms of, there's different ways of breathing, but you can so like breathing for focus and breathing for relaxation. So, like you said, Brad, but breathing for focus. The best way to do that is a long inhale and a short exhale. Whereas breathing for relaxation wow. is shorter inhale, longer exhale. So that's right, just okay. like a small small tip that you can use like so and how that's, short like how short like if i'm doing would it be like three seconds inhale then two seconds out maybe i don't know if you can hear me so it'd be like like that right okay we can hear so you but we can get you get it yeah yeah, yeah i've got you so, so like, that was like, like three a, three one three one so three and one out oh yeah i'll give that a go and i'm trying to get the 75s up the night <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> now nah, to be fair it's quite interesting though because i actually have implemented that into my gym for like years um especially when i'm squatting because like some days when oh. you're not feeling it on the squats like i i do like sort of do like a i almost like count myself in for three breaths and then unrack the weight and then step back and then I again collect some breaths and then start the the set. Um so it's quite interesting. Maybe I've been doing math enough without even realising. I'm just naturally zen. Um, no, I think just because you said that you've been mind- doing mindfulness without even realizing, I think there's a lot more to mindfulness than like the classic meditation. And even if you do meditate, it's not like you're sitting on a floor cross-legged in complete silence for like 15 minutes there's so many different ways that you can practice 
being more mindful and being more present and that's just one of them yeah yeah i yeah, no, was just thinking of other ones with Louis. why don't you tell us about your, your cold water exposure <laughs> right so it's something i started once ago so this is again from listening to a podcast about how cold water exposure is good for you um so something i do like every morning and i started off for like a minute every day just turning the cold turning the shower as cold as it can possibly go um and then just standing there for a minute and i built that up to three minutes but it's not about it's not about the feeling I get during it because it feels absolutely horrible. But it's about the feeling after it. I think I started it like um, does um, she goes in the sea like every Sunday, right? So but it's absolutely freezing, and she says that she feels brilliant for the rest of the day. Um, yeah. So sort of in the back of that, I've, I've tried it and I, it just it works yeah. well in my routine. Like I feel good after it. So. I actually just had a thought when you were saying that. We have a special guest coming on the podcast next week who I've not, it's not I mean, it's not, it's not famous, but I've not started rolling it out, so we will start rolling that out soon. But he done something crazy, like 200 days in a row, and like the sea as well, like every morning. And I'm talking, this was from like September through like the new year and stuff like that, like, like in the actual sea in Dundee, it brought you because he lived near the beach, and he had like a wetsuit and stuff like that. He done it every morning <laughs> before he went to work and all that. So stay tuned for that. He'll have a bit on that because uh, he's just an animal. I don't know how he can do that. I struggle with you know what shower. Steven is good for as well. It's good for like doing something at the start of the day that you don't want to do because you you obviously are going to have to do some things throughout the day. That you're not like, particularly fond of, so yeah. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it. I just I can't bear. So there's been a few times where I've started turning the shower cold, and I've just thought, absolutely not, not doing it. Horrible. Yeah, uh, it's horrible. I'm exactly the same. I don't even go swimming if the sea is like below maybe 25, 23 degrees. So like cold showers are not the thing for me. <laughs> I'll stick with like meditation and body scans. Go in with a the thermometer just to check what temperature <laughs> it is for running out. So, Louis, like my boiler wasn't working for three months. So, you tell me that you would have been jumping in that shower every morning and using it? Um, no, because I don't actually see the actual right. So, I actually do all my normal shower things and like washings with warm water. And then right, right at the end of it, that. it's good to hear aye, that. I'm not, <laughs> aye. And then right at the end of it, I turn it cold and then jump out straight after. So it's not like it's not like I just a ten minute cold shower. Sitting, singing, whistling away, like <laughs> watching yourself. I'd be screaming the house down. I reckon. Uh, no. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So what we'll do, we'll, we'll move on then and just um, start sort of looking to wrap things up. So. Um, anyone got any sort of summary or closing statements they'd like to get across um so i just like the idea of like detaching yourself from sport sometimes in order to recharge in that way and when i mentioned at the start how you can recharge in your day-to-day life not just on holidays i think that's the way to do it for me that's the way that actually makes most sense but i didn't even quite grasp that at the start of the podcast i would say so having a, an outlet outside the sport 
when you come out of sport, you go and do this thing to release any sort of emotions that you've been feeling. And that, that can help you to recharge for when you revisit the activity again. Most important thing for me, finding what works for you and then implementing that into like your routine, like Brad sort of mentioned there. So, Yeah, you sort of took my point there, Louis. But something else that I was thinking about is um, at the beginning, I spoke about things that are like helping you feel better for yourself in the long and in the short term. So sort of just asking myself what's helping my future self and sometimes that might be actually getting up and going to the gym whereas other times it might be like taking the physical rest so I'd always just like you said figure out what works best for you but then also take it on like a case-by-case basis and get to know yourself yeah that's great I think the final thing for me is is just that make sure you are keeping or you are being very self-aware um, so if you have noticed that you're getting perhaps a bit snappier, a bit shorter on the fuse, or your body's starting to feel a bit achy, um, you're more tired than normal, start sort of having a little internal reflection and see what it is that might be that you might be doing that's causing this before it gets to the stage where you're completely burnt out. Yeah, so I mean, just while I finish off then by saying thank you to everyone that's joined us listening to this pretty hectic um, podcast today. And um, yeah, thank you guys for joining me as well. It's been a pleasure as always. Oh, and if everyone or if anyone's actually listened to this and enjoyed it, we would really appreciate if you gave us some feedback. On notifications on as well, go for it. Just the, the full whack, five star, leave a wee comment subscribe yeah, a lot can you subscribe i don't know is that youtube yeah i'm getting old getting old <laughs> you can. Um, thank you very oh, much you guys go. cheers for cheers for everyone's tuning in